0: Hello, listeners of the Yellow Brick Road podcast. Welcome to the green room, the backstage area when we're not live on air. You know, so this is being recorded basically just for you. We're away from the cut and thrust of live radio and the restrictions of the hour and a half that I have on air. And uh, this becomes particularly relevant with today's, uh, with this little bonus clip in mind. So um, what this is, is uh, the full uncut interview that i did with long distances who are a cool indie rock shoegaze kind of 80s influenced jangle jangle-pop-ish indie band from india and uh, i i got to talk to them last week this is just following their first ep that came out uh last month it's called how the mighty will fall which is just such a such a momentous name isn't it and um I, I, I got to know of them through a, a cool record label in Chennai from the south of India called Circle of Love. And um, they introduced me to the band and I just since fell down the long distances rabbit hole and started listening to the singles they'd put out so far. And when I, when I heard that they were releasing an EP, I figured I just had to get them on the phone, talk to them, which is what we did. We talked about the EP. We talked about everything else that was going on in the band's lives and careers, um, they recently opened the first day of the of Lollapalooza Festival, its second-ever edition happening in Mumbai. That happened last month as well. So we talked all about that. I had two-thirds of the band on the line with me, Zubin and Arifa, who phoned in, you know, with all the time differences, quite late even. So thanks to them for stopping by. Um, we got to listen to about half an hour of, of uh, the interview on air But, you know, it was such a wonderful chat. We talked about the EP, about the festivals and the shows they're playing, what's coming up next for them. And just what the experience of being an independent musician in India in sort of 2024 is like. So, you know, it's a it's a good conversation. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, do keep up with the band. They are on Bandcamp at longdistances.bandcamp.com and the CP is really excellent and I might play a small snippet of it for you to listen to right now as we go into the interview. Um, you can also find them on Instagram, longdistances.ig. Um, so keep up with them. Keep up with this whole wonderful independent scene that's happening. Um, you can uh, get in touch with me for anything if you have suggestions for the show, any feedback, comments, requests, or even submissions if you're a musician and you'd like me to play your music. Uh, email it all in, yellowbridgeroad at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is Road. It's that simple. Uh, so that's been me, Ru. I hope you enjoyed this interview and the band. And tune back in, Sundays, 8pm. We're live, cfrc.ca, cfrc101.9fm if you are in Kingston and yeah you can always listen back to the full shows in the archives like i've always said all the is here f- for you to you know just qu- quickly grab uh, playlists and links and stuff like that um so yeah keep up with all of that all the other stuff CFRC is doing we have some great programming and that's it for me let's go into the interview we'll go in with this song a small clip of empire of the ep how the mighty will fall by long distances We're here on CFSC 11.9 FM, coming to you live from Kingston, Ontario, and uh joining me are a band that you've definitely heard on our show before. Um uh, They're phoning in from quite a long distance away, if you will. It's the band Long Distances, joining me from uh, various different parts of India, really. So, hey, guys, how are you doing?
1: Hi, we are doing well. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you guys for coming on. I mean, I know uh, we've got a a significant time difference. You're basically calling me at bedtime, I would say. Um so thanks for being here, first of all. Thanks for yeah. having
1: us. Okay. Um we'll we'll tag team this Arifa. Um so it started um I, I guess so this is Zubin and Arifa joining me as well. Um I I think the the, the origin story in a nutshell is um I had started to put down some demos of some songs that I, um, I don't know, that just came out of me. And uh, yeah, I think like just quickly I felt like, oh, I really need to find a singer and I need to find like, you know, someone else who can play with me. Um, and it just so happened that I had a conversation with Sanaya, who also known as Sand Dunes, who's a electronic artist um, and also a good friend of ours. And she suggests, the first name she actually suggested was Arifaz. And um, I knew who Arifa was, but I didn't really know her personally. Um, but yeah, we got in touch and um, we started recording these demos. And as soon as Arifaz put down vocals on them, I was like, this is exactly what this band needed. Because like, it, it was just like, it just fit immediately. And I think initially we were like, okay, this is cool. This is um, interesting. Like, let's see what's going to happen and uh yeah gradually we just kept making songs together and, um we we got on a who's like our third um well i would say third initial core member of this band um and uh yeah i don't know what else happened arifa <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> i think uh, at some point we realized that uh, it it was fun having session musicians record the songs but it would I think when we reached out to Adil to record bass is when he recommended Karun saying that we're really into this music and we'd, if, if you guys ever do go live, we'd love to like join y'all. And that kind yeah. of, that was a spark. That was all that was required. Like we were like, yes, okay, cool. Done. <laughs> and yeah, then, that was uh, and
1: They were both, they're both like really well-known, uh, not only just sessions musicians, I but just like in the indie the, yeah, uh, yeah. scene they were in an amazing band um, called the cognac yeah. net i really loved um and them saying hey we'd love to join you was like okay yeah. cool so maybe validation this is something,
2: station something. yeah
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. anyway so it, yeah it kind of like organically happened and people joined who kind of like wanted to join in some ways so it it wasn't like a lot of convincing or auditioning or anything like that it came together pretty quickly once we had a few but we had a few you know, like two or three songs ready, which we then played for people and we were like, hey, this is cool. Like, we'd love to do it.
0: And it sounds like you immediately clicked. So, you know, uh, your music to me does have a very specific sound. It's a little bit throwback. It's got, it's like this massive kind of 80s jangle pop kind of very lush sound, which reminds me of uh, bands like The Cure, but it also got a little bit of a grungy bite to it. And I hear sort of Artists like the Stone Roses maybe as well, and a bit of like shoegaze, dream pop, that kind of thing. So it's it's a very focused sound. So did you guys like immediately hit off and know that this was the sound that, you know, both of you wanted to make?
1: Um, uh, so go for it. I mean, we all have different stories. So it might be, uh, like, Arifa, you go for
2: it. <laughs> I... I- did know, and I have been a part of a few shoegaze bands. One was called Lawn Tuba and um, that they were like my introduction to shoegaze. But I wasn't super aware of bands like The Cure or the nitty-gritties of these genres. And I think the jangle poppiness, the 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 mash of like, there's a, a lot of different blends of genres. It it it's at, it comes through because we have different influences and tastes and, and, and like pop Haley Williams was uh, releasing some really cool stuff, Paramore. So I I think I just channeled my inner uh, Haley. And uh, And I was like, yeah, this is this is what I would do. This is what like a a Dave Grohl would do, and and just enjoyed myself. I wasn't really thinking about genres. To be fair, I was just. It felt liberating to just sing that way because, as a solo artist, I didn't before that, and so it was that's 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 how I approached it, I guess.
1: Yeah, and honestly, Arifa, Arifa, um, all of us have these different backgrounds that we come with. I think what I la- love about Ari- I'll get to the genre question in a second, but like what Arifa oh, yeah. brought was this like natural instinct to respond to a melody or, you know, like a like a, like a a chord progression. Um, and she could also write, I mean, we've written songs together. So uh, I feel like the one thing that was great was like, we just trusted each other really quickly, I think. And we kind of like just knew that even when we did do co-working sessions, this is I'm talking about like in the genesis of the band before we had other people it was just the two of us for a little while um and we wrote a couple of songs together and it just was very easy especially when we were in the same room remote sometimes gets a little difficult but being in the same room just became super easy um but to answer the genre question i think we're like like i i i know uh, people like oh you guys have a sugar sound and stuff and where we do but we're also a bit post in some ways like without bringing post post everything but like there's something post in it because just the themes we talk about and sing about are not like completely escapist. Like we're pretty contextual as to what's going on in the world or in our like emotional, life. I, I feel like there's, there is an element of that because obviously, especially Apoor and myself really dig shoegaze. Um, but there's also, a, it's a, it's a, it's like a real mashup of all our influences. But when we write a song, no one's like, Hey, let's write a shoegaze song, song from 93. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's usually it's just starts with guitar riff. Yeah, it's very instinctual and I think very quickly we're like, we know it's going to work or not and then the last song on the album, for example, Bridge, which actually was recorded was initially a demo that happened much before any of the other songs. Ironically, uh, may sound a little more shoegazy than like in a traditional sense in some ways but I mean, it's weird because like we've got a couple of other songs. There's a song called Trust Fall that we really love that we usually close our sets with which I don't think is out there. No, it's not out there anyway. Maybe it's like on Instagram or something, which is a pretty heavy song. And it's it's a bit more like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. like. And so I feel like it's like this balance of mm, kind of knowing and then also letting it go and seeing where it takes you. Um, so uh, I remember for Trustfall, for example, like I wrote this really heavy, grungy part. Gr- you're right, there's the, definitely a slight like grunge thing in a weird way, like not very on the nose. And then Apurv comes and he's like, hey, I got a really great outro. And he played this outro for us. And I was like, what? Like, where did that come from? That's completely, like, not what I thought would happen with the song. But it's amazing. Uh, So he just wrote this poppiest shoegaze, shoe, what do you call it? Like, pop gaze kind of outro. And then Arifaz's vocals on it, which is, like, brilliant. So, like, I feel like, I think there's definitely a knowledge of where we're coming from and who we pull from. But it's not, like, on the nose, like, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a starting off point rather than the end point uh,
1: yeah, yeah for exactly exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any intention to like uh it's 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 definitely to as to jump off from you're right that's that's exactly what it was, you know,
0: and you guys alluded to this a little bit, but in some ways, you sort of a super group of uh, like Indian indie bands because, uh, you know, you've all been in different bands before making sometimes very different sort of music. Like you did say, there are some like heavier influences, some uh, almost pop songwriting, some pulls from like pop uh, pop punk and like uh, more alternative stuff. And then you come together with this. And um, I guess uh, I kind of want to ask like how, how, you know, when you've got all these other projects going on and, you know, you, uh, some of them are still going on how do you then decide that okay this is a long distances song or this is an idea that I want to like take forward with long distances or basically how does this sort of fit in with all of the other musical stuff that you guys do
1: I mean we kind of like we're still figuring out how long distances fits in all our lives I feel it's still early days it's not always easy um, because everyone's got a lot of shit going on not even just music like I my day job is not even in music so like you know there's it's like we're also just letting it breathe and let it not not pushing it to the point where we're going to break with it uh we know when to pull back so we're not doing like a ton of gigs um we want to but we're kind of like pacing ourselves you know like there's also like a little bit of a conscious like let's not just go out and pretend that we're 22 years old because we're not you know uh okay. and i think uh uh yeah, I don't know. I, I It's a good question. But I feel like we're all figuring it out still. And there's definitely moments that are hard. Um, because we do spend a lot of time remote. And then we kind of have this hybrid. Um, what do you call it? Arifa? Like a hybrid way of working, you know, like, so yeah. I feel like we're figuring it out. And, and we know that, hey, Arifa has got to get coming up. So we need to give her space to like do her solo thing. So there's that push and pull. And it does create tension sometimes. But then we all know that You know, that's part of this game. And it's not, we're not like a band in like 1980, like sleeping on the same floor together. It's a different kind of vibe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's a very modern kind of way of working that you guys are, you know, you're located in different cities and you're just sort of, I feel like making it work in a way that, in my experience at least, music just like independent music tends to work in India because like you can't really do the get on the road and just like drive kind of thing that you can do across Say Europe because it's like you know there the distances are insanely long. If you were to drive from like Mumbai to Goa, it would take you fourteen hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if not course.
0: long.
2: Though. Long yeah.
1: distance. I think, think we've been lucky to um, have been curated and picked up by some interesting kind of indie curators, um, and we're kind of like on their radar. And I feel like we're we're leaning on that a little bit at this point, and. We do, we have like often sat and said, Hey, let's plan a tour. Let's figure out like three cities and that will happen. Um, uh, it's just that the economics of it with a six piece band in India are really not as uh, lucrative <laughs> as it might sound, you know, like you're yeah. not. So I don't know. I feel like we're, we're figuring it out is the best answer. It's not not to be diplomatic, but it's not easy by any means. And I think I think the love of the music is what keeps us going and when we feel like this is not working, I mean, we'll know, you know, so I feel like it's a bit of, but it's it's not easy, I would be pretty clear about that, it's not like the smoothest things, like there's moments where we're like, shit, this is hard, how are we going to do this, how are we going to organize this gig, how are we going to get to rehearsal in time, you know, so, um, but that's, that's part of it, right, that's part of the game, I think, that everyone knows, and I think we've been, there have been moments where we've been tested, and there are moments we've been very respectful of the fact that this is not the only thing in everyone's lives, and As it shouldn't be, like this is not, like I said, we're not like 18 in a band, you know, everyone's like (laughs) four in this band.
0: But, you know, I think for very good reason, you guys have been picked up by a lot of curators, not just in India, but everywhere around the world as well. Because, uh, like you said, you've uh, like we were talking about a little bit, you guys have just released an EP that came out a little while ago. Um, and, you know, it has all these themes. It's got um, all those sounds that we were talking about. Uh just came out in January. It's called How the Mighty Will Fall. And that's, first of all, such a cinematic name. Like, it, it's already giving you a bit of a hint of where the CP is going to go. Um mm-hmm. and you alluded a little bit to the themes that are on it as well. So uh can can you tell me a bit about sort of the the conception of this EP and you know what it's really about because that name already just draws people in so much. <laughs>
1: um yeah, um I can start us off uh just to um uh well I mean how the mind of fall kind of um was a term that was kind of like um it was around for a while, and and uh, we were like, is it a band name? Is it what? And I was like, oh, it's an EP name. Obviously, it's an EP. It sounds, it's a great name for, a, for. Like, I think we, I think we never really had another option, right? Arifa? that was the. It was like, yeah, should I we do it this? So. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool.
2: You, I think you suggested it, and and it was just like, yeah, that it it sounds cool. We we didn't question of, it. 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 There was there was no reason to question it.
1: Yeah, it kind of fit the songs, you know, because again, like I said, like we were saying earlier, like it definitely was born. It's not a pandemic project anymore, but a lot of the songs started in that, you know, th- those that initial year, strangely. And um, I still think we're in this, pe- the, the pandemic period is kind of now, so, so I guess, coming to an end in terms of those four or whatever years. Um, so it's very much off that period, but it was not, I think How the Mighty Will Fall is a, term that kind of like looks at life and kind of says we're all gonna like face shit eventually, you know? Um and, and like kind of like also being complicit in that shit. Like lo- like even the cover that the cover is like a joke, but like three of us falling to the ground or uh, onto like a top of a building, hitting the concrete. I don't know if we actually hit the concrete, but we don't know the answer to that. But like is kind of also like putting ourselves in that place and saying, we're all kind of like falling in this like shithole, you know? So, uh, um, but also there's also, there's also a little bit of hope and positivity in that. And I think that's like the stuff of life. So like um, the one line I've been giving people is like, it's about love, loss, lament, um, and, you know, like the hope for liberation, which is kind of like what everyone wants. Um, and I think that's what the songs about. All of them are kind of like a bit... Um, yeah, I mean, we've just been through a lot in the last three years, four years, and the last five years, I think, for all of our personal lives, a lot has happened, um, and these songs kind of just encaps- encapsulate that, I guess.
0: And I think it was like you take all these all these themes and topics that you're singing about, and you really just tackle them head on. So you know, there's. I think you also said in sort of your, um, in sort of the, the press releases and stuff that it's not an escapist EP. It's yeah. uh, very much connected to and addressing the themes that it talks about, um, and you know it does so with uh, with uh, like clever lyrics with quite a bit of humor. Like I was listening to the song uh, "Empire" and the the last lines of that song basically, right? Uh, where are you know the nation wants to know. Uh but I guess for for any like of, of our listeners who don't know, it's a reference to uh like a catchphrase by basically a a news presenter, basically his yeah. catchphrase um so it's very much in touch and uh you know connected to it. So you know when people come and they listen to this music when they hear the record or when they come and see you live uh yeah. thematically, what are you sort of hoping that they take away from the music? Like, I uh, like. Do you want people to like connect with it in a certain way? Take away some messages, or is it like, uh, if you get the music, that's also just okay?
2: Of course, I, I think, both, think both.
0: Both are. Mm. I, I feel like we we do
2: want people to connect with the music on a on a deeper level, but then that's not always in our control. Um, it, it, it's it's like, uh, yeah, I I. I we want if they the music as it is as it stands is very groovy very very uh not very groovy because it's shoegaze but um (laughs) but uh it it is fun and and to listen to and to and to vibe with and so even if they don't connect with what what's being said that's also okay because it's that's fine We, we can't really ask people to this is what you need to be connecting with. Like it's it's not. It should never be in our hands to to decide what our audience connects with. So we're we're okay if they connect with it. We're okay if they don't connect with it. If they just like listening to it, that's also fine. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, Zubin. What would you say? Uh,
1: I could finish. With her. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Though, like, um, for me, um, I can't remember who it was, but I remember some reading some interview of someone, um, and they were like you know, I hate explaining my lyrics because um, A, I don't know what they're about and B, um, you know, you should just make your own, jump to your own conclusions. I, I, mean, I hope it wasn't no Gallagher, but maybe it wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, but but I kind of feel that way too. Like even though a lot of the songs have a specific theme or, you know, there was something that whoever's well, writing uh, lyrics was like thinking about when they were writing it. But then I think the best lyrics usually um allow the listener to just kind of have their come to the conclusion. yeah and have the, and i think that's always the best way to write us um and it doesn't have to happen every time right so for example empire is a bit more on the nose in that sense it's less like ambiguous um, but i felt i think when we wrote empire um it was during like if i'm not mistaken it was like during the first farmer protests That was what kind of like inspired some of the lyrics. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it was like, no, really like this, we're not going to be like some indie band singing about like um, our Instagram account or something. I don't know. But I felt like there was a time to be like, hey, let's just say this. And even though we're not like, we're not saying it the way like, I don't know, The Clash would say it, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's important to like say things when you need to say them and then also pull back and be more poetic and kind of have a mix of things. I wouldn't want to just do one kind of a song that would get boring, you know, but there's a politis- political, almost like a personal politics in all the songs in some ways. And I don't think we shy away from that. We don't want to be, we don't want to be escapist. I mean, there may maybe be a song that's about like the ocean, I'm sure at some point, not skin to see, but another one, but yeah, <laughs> or like the clouds or something. <laughs>
0: But also for Empire, you guys put out this really cool music video, uh, and I also want to talk about that because it it just looks very cool. There's like you guys all dressed up, like with your shades on in the dark, just like looking very cool, playing your guitars. Um, and it also looked like a very fun music video to make. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, what if I go for it. Well, well, I don't remember now. Like those two all-nighters have robbed, robbed me of my memory. Yeah, I was
2: just gonna say it. It it looks fun, but it was quite. Uh, I'm used to doing shoots. Zubin was not. <laughs> he was just. He's like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, we we but we pulled through. We pulled through. We knew that, and it was the first time we were. I think that was the first time I actually hung out with Apurv also. Other than before that it was just like video mm. chats or, or, or yeah, like this is online Before
1: we had started rehearsing together. This is before yeah, we had rehearsing yeah. side- together. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a yeah, long time. Ago.
2: Yeah. I remember yeah. that. And 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 it was hard cause uh um but it was it was it was a fun video. If you if you had to I don't mean a digress, but I think the love song video is quite cool. Because <laughs> the way that came to be was was, was it it's so, was that 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 that's fun.
0: It's so yeah. like cool and pop art like to me the love song music video. And it was all shot at home, like individually we shot it at home and
2: sent it to uh. It was very awesome. DIY. It was very DIY, but it looks Sarania. cool
0: yeah. and it was really yeah, fun to
1: really cool. Really uh, um, Saranya who um, who's also an amazing made- she's an amazing noise um i don't know noise music artist i guess um and she um we saw her work so yeah i mean it was it's been fun i mean we've we've tried different things cuz we're like i think we're so nascent right now that like we can do whatever the hell we want and which is also really cool so empire everyone's like hey you know let's make a music video because that's what people do right uh so we made a music video and then we're like oh my god that was like hard but Maybe we want to try something else next time. Then we would did like Hyper DIY with Love Song. Um, and Sarnia had these amazing visuals. Um, and then then we were like, who makes music videos anymore? Let's just do like visualizers. So then we've been working with this 3D a lot artist. lot of with...
2: people make music videos. I know, I know, I know.
1: I, know but uh, I think like a lot happened for us in two years. You know, it became right,
2: right, right. Right. like, yeah, let's wild. just
1: release stuff and not obsess over um, like everything that we've put out, I think we're proud of, but we're also not overthinkers. Yeah. We want to like try things. So, I mean, we're all overthinkers, but you know what I mean? We I think we've been good oh, with so. releasing stuff. We've been good with releasing stuff. Five songs in two years, I think is not a bad um, thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and like your list of achievements grows because you've been doing a few shows around the country and you were this is a grand thing to say, the openers for the second ever Indian Lollapalooza that happened in Mumbai just last month.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Yes,
0: yeah, so, they uh <laughs> So tell me about that. Because, you know, that's a very international experience. People come from sort of all around the world. You get to meet all these artists, like backstage and stuff as well. And it's it's just like a big, It's it's a big kind of, you know, it's saying that you are there, you've made a mark on the Indian music scene that you're called to play these events, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think we feel very fortunate that we were asked to open Lola. Um,
2: it, it was quite surprising because we were told we would be doing it after our first gig, which went amazing. We we, we put in uh, a lot of hard work and, and, and effort and, and time and we were just performing at that gig, New World Order perform as a band we had no expectations and then we got a few months later yeah. yeah so it was it was quite it was ch- amazing yeah
1: yeah it's like we also super fortunate and then it was kind of un- unfortunate that our set was cut short because of some like technical issues with the gates and blah 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 so obviously the first opening band kind of had to drastically i would say reduce our set um, but it was great. I mean, I think we not only we hung out with a lot of like bands that were there, um, met JPEG mafia, <laughs> it was funny. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a nice, uh, it felt a bit soon to be playing Lollapalooza, but it also felt nice. I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie that it was like, Hey, people are actually like, people listened to one gig and thought that we could play Lola. um, that yeah. kind of, uh, it, it was both stressful <laughs> but also validating in some ways because we really rehearsed, like we really had a yeah. great of rehearsal. Um, there were some health issues in the band, and we still kind of like pulled through. And um, we were having a lot of fun, also. So we gave it our best shot, and yeah, I mean, hopefully we go back and complete that full set for you all for the for the for for people maybe next year. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah hopefully next year. Um, tell me about that first gig, because, you know, like you said, you guys were in all the, all sort of different cities and stuff and you come together, you have your first rehearsals, you play your first shows. Um, like it's the start of something new, I guess that sort of makes it almost like concrete and real to have all three of you in a room together like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we um, so when we, we had actually started rehearsing for a few months, we did about like three, three months, not, um, three schedules in so like one schedule a month before that first gig um and so most of the band is in Bombay I'm in Goa Arifas in Pune and we kind of like just started rehearsing in Bombay since it's kind of home based for most people um and uh honestly it we we when you're playing live I think at least for someone who hasn't played as much as the rest of my band um I didn't know what to expect Um, but I know that when we got on stage that day, um, we were the first band up, there were three other, two other bands. Um, we looked up, like, I I remember like putting my pedals on, checking everything was fine. And I looked up and that place was like, not okay. Maybe it wasn't like packed capacity, but it was pretty like sick to see, like, at least like, I don't know, like what it was like 150, 200 people, um, which sounds small, but it's actually pretty Amazing for your first gig, and for our the, first
2: gig, it was a lot it, of people.
1: It was, it was a lot yeah. of people. For an Indian indie scene, it was pretty Correct. big. The f- crowd was fully energetic, and yes. I remember we were just like jumping through the whole show. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, it, it was a, it was an amazing first show. I, I will never ever forget that. I don't know what it was for you, how it was for you, because this wasn't like this was my first gig in a you long were- time.
2: It was amazing. I had never ever performed like that before. I also, I'm I'm used to being behind an instrument, so I don't have a lot of range of motion, and like acoustic guitars, I can't really just like move around with on stage. And I I'm singing as well, and so like you need to be in a spot while you're doing that. I I don't have the experience, or now I do, but like I didn't at that point have the have the experience of. Moving around while performing, and so have not being behind a kit or or a guitar was just it's like yeah I need to I need to do something, <laughs> and I had been watching again a lot of Haley Williams, a lot of Billie Eilish, a lot of uh, Foo Fighters, a lot of Muse, um, Saint Vincent, uh, and and I think. All of this was just marinating in my subconscious, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I wanna just, just have fun on stage, cause I had used to have stage fright, and now this is. I we've rehearsed these songs, and nothing could go wrong, <laughs> or, or I was telling myself that, but it, it uh, closed my eyes and just did whatever." <laughs> it, turned out it was fun it
1: was really fun and i think like the whole crowd was just vibey and because i know that because we played a couple of gigs after that it wasn't the same thing so there was a, that, there was something special that night um yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah it gave us a taste of what this could be like if we could build an audience over time you know like um so i think yeah but it was it was amazing I, I will never forget that night yeah
0: and i do feel yeah, like there's it. That's- There's a hunger for it that's like slowly been growing, I think, over the last, let's say, 10-ish, 15-ish years, right? Where people want to see a lot more independent music. People want to see sort of like the bands in in the small venues and all that stuff. And you've had more sort of like places coming up as well where people can, you know, uh, get on stage and like play these shows independently and things like that. So I kind of want to ask you about uh, like the music scene and everything. Uh it's a big ask to uh to talk about a whole country's music scene, but maybe specifically in like the places that you've been in bands and played, can you tell me a bit about sort of like the music scene in and around there?
1: Um we we probably both have different perspectives, um but if I think maybe look thinking about the Indian in indie english music scene is uh mm-hmm. i guess that's like a bucket that you can talk about right um um even i i, I feel like it's 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 grown dra- dramatically in the last like yeah. five to eight years right are you thought like uh i mean you've, you you actually are you she should talk about this she can she can talk as much better than i would yeah <laughs> Yeah. I
2: feel like it definitely has grown dramatically over the last I think I think uh, there was parikan Singh, uh, Pratik hard, Peter Cat, um these guys really went across the ocean, and they that just kind of made everyone else feel like, okay, if we, if we get our shit together, we could like do this. It's not impossible. Um, and I don't know, there's, there is some amount of recognition that's happening. Like people are looking at Indian acts. I, 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 I guess, there is a lot. There, there has definitely been a boom over the last few years. It's not as difficult to do a gig, make music, write music, perform music, uh, and approach people and, so. and be like,
1: "Yeah,
2: that's that's." The <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> that's the, yeah. That's that's the. I mean, so see, like I, uh, no comment.
1: <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot. There's a lot uh, of. Cool stuff that's come out now, and like, there's a lot of like both independent art. I mean, solo artists also, but even just like bands, um, and uh, like really amazing bands are like, like, I mean, like, like this is one band that's just about release. I'm giving them some promo. Um, called All Parks. All Parks are green. Is that the All- Green Park? Oh, yeah. Green. Sorry, All Parks are green, green. The Park. Instagram. I the mm-hmm. Instagram. Green Park, and they're they're Delhi based band. Amazing band. Like beautiful songs, brilliantly written and produced. Um, and really, you know, lovely guys. So I feel like there's like a lot of really cool shit happening. Um, the question is just how can it be more sustainable for the artists and how can, you know, bigger brands and, uh, uh, labels and stuff support artists a little better. Like uh, that's still like, kind of like the elephant in the room. It's still not an easy (laughs) scene at all. It's very difficult. In fact. Um, I think,
2: think, though, there is a lot more, uh, there is a lot of information available now as opposed to before. Um, I I feel like there are artists that have gotten fed up of how things are, or things were going, like how things were working, and, and so they just like, started learning about things and make their own labels and like help other artists and just like there's a lot of information that's being shared now as opposed to five years ago at least for me at least for me i i now know that i can just yeah yeah it's 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 not only about being an artist it's also about being a business and a brand and all of these things are important and um we're all learning this slowly but surely it's it's happening
1: yeah yeah
0: i, mean, for I sure. think it's it's
1: going it's going into a new era but no one really knows what is going to happen there that's Literally. my kind of feeling of it i feel like that first era of the first era and a half of indian indie is kind of like past now and now it's like, you know, with um, things like Netflix and like sync Deals, everything's kind of changing a little bit. There's, there's a few more opportunities out there. Um, mm-hmm. so it be interesting to see what happens. Um, uh, uh, there are a lot of more artists who are very much more open to doing like dual, dual uh, language singing, you know, like Mally, who's our friend, who's one of our favorite artists. Um, you know, she's singing in Tamil, now, not just in English. And, and like her song was a huge hit. You know? So there's people who are trying different things because they know that like to survive, I need to do different things. I can't just do one thing. Yep. And that's what's interesting yep. is that it's forcing people who really love this and need to do this to try different things to kind of like survive. Um, um, so, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting period, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, um, you know, all of a sudden you have a lot more kind of independent push to, you know, Put up your own labels, find your own uh, performance spaces, and even just like forming bands and everything, and like getting up there and being like, we're just gonna do it, you know, regardless of whether there's sort of a label or anything that's like promoting it, you know, you just kind of go out there, do it. And like you can definitely see uh, the sort of uh, like once these scenes grow, people also just like flock to them. And like you said, in the last five to eight years, this has been definitely like there's been a growth for it because I remember for, uh, I I remember like being in uh, high school in Mumbai and it was around the time when there was that one massive like Coldplay concert, which I think everyone like, yeah, everyone probably knows about that one. And that was like the biggest thing uh, that year. And sort Mm of, you would sort of expect that, you know, it would uh, kickstart something else happening And maybe like it took a few years for that to happen but then you started to see a lot more like independent bands and then i think some like smaller indie labels um i know a few like circle of love who um who i found out about you guys through um there are a few others doing like indie hip-hop and stuff as well which are really cool labels i forget the name there was one that was like based in bombay um so there's a lot of cool stuff happening. And uh, I'm also seeing maybe like a few indie bands getting signed to, you know, labels in Australia, in Germany, in the US. So I feel like there's there's an outward look as well. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, a, there's I mean, um, two, two things like that what you just said made me think about. One is um, there's also um, this hunger for, like when we were starting off, I remember, a couple of people who are like more into electronic music and they were like hey you know guitar music no one's really listening to guitar music anymore Twenty fifteen,
0: yeah that sounds very it, Mumbai 2015
1: yeah and it wasn't in 2015 it's like 2019 and you know I was like whatever I'm not gonna listen because like uh whatever I, I I'm just gonna do what I what I love and what I know people around me like right and like everyone who listened to our stuff our early demos connected with it and I was like that's not just happening like you know that means people actually like this stuff and you don't want to get in that space of like thinking what is cool and trendy because like you're in a you're in a rabbit hole if you go down there because you're you're dumped in like three years now you know even less maybe like i don't even know it was trendy last year anymore so i feel like that's one thing is and then i feel like in con- counter to what people told us there's a hunger actually for like kind of honest authentic guitar even based music not to say it's just guitar it could be you know there's, there's multiple genres but like I wouldn't I would think twice for anyone says like you know this is dead or that is dead and you know the F16s had a tour called Rock and Roll is Dead as a as a joke um, but I completely feel like you just got to make authentic music and people will come you know uh, yeah uh, and, and, and so related to that like a lot of smaller you know there was this whole trend of like electronic artists with like just like a synth uh, cave around them playing on their own with like visuals in the back. Suddenly you're seeing people who are electronic artists with like a full band. You're seeing like a drummer, you're seeing like a guitar player. And, you know, so there, it's I almost see like at least in the Indian indie scene, there's like a push the other way. And 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 it's not just that but there's also hip hop and there's, there's other cool stuff happening, but I don't think anything is considered dead, which is kind of cool and and amazing. But um, I think I think a lot of indie Indian indie bands don't wanna get stuck. There are some people who are stuck in this, like thinking, "Oh, I just need to be the best band in India." But a lot of the bands we're just thinking, "There's no like, of course we're rooted in India. There's no doubt about that. There's a contextual awareness, but we're not comparing ourselves like to the best Indian band. We're kind of comparing ourselves to like the best bands out there, um, and that's not that's not. I mean, I don't mean that in a egotistical way I mean that that's like who we're looking to you know where, um, and they're amazing bands in India like Arifa mentioned so I think there's like no shortage of you know inspiration and uh, ambition in that sense.
0: Yeah I mean you you mentioned the F-16s were basically my favorite Indian indie band um, um, but I guess uh, for you guys then w- what are you looking at next you've just put out the EP your second ever show sort of was Lollapalooza. So, you well, know... Okay,
1: it's not our second show, but no, no, that, that was... Not our second show, but it was our fourth or fifth show. show. Fourth show, fourth okay. Show. Fourth. Yeah. Um, what's next? Uh, what's next? Um,
2: we are like, going to huh? be writing. We are going to be recording. We okay. are going to try and figure out what the hell we're doing. <laughs> I hope I'm allowed to say hell. Bye. Sing it twice. Um, we're gonna try and tour and take our music across India because we've gotten a lot of positive response from people. That just like Bangalore is one city. Delhi, we we would love to go to uh, Goa because Zudan's <laughs> from Goa. We should definitely perform in the at home home turf and Pune as well. So like we just want to perform and, and iron out the creases, I guess, just like figure stuff out by working together as much as we can.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, I think we've built like a good foundation to kind of go further. Now. I think we kind of prove to ourselves more than anyone else that, Hey, we can make cool music that we love and we stand by. Um, and now it's just a question of going a little deeper, you know, and, uh, uh, Bringing the music to more people, like Arief saying. Yes, I think like we've we've definitely been concentrated a little bit on like the Mumbai coast right now. Um yeah. you know, we've done the gig in indoor as well, but I think taking the and 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 I think we've like been lucky, like I said, to have been part of these curated shows. But we might need to do some smaller, you know, club gigs and just also like it's been hard because like we're cutting our teeth on some really big stages, um, and yeah. uh, that's a great problem to have. Don't get me wrong, I'm not. Yes. Negatively, but it's also nice to just have a low-pressure gig, you know, in some smaller um, nightclub kind of a thing. So I think we want to do a little bit of that as well. Try out a few different things. Try different versions of songs. Um, but definitely, I think songs are the foundation of this band, um, and I think we need to just keep writing good songs and and releasing them. Um, I think that would be. I think that the the next the good ne- next goal is to to keep writing, keep making music, and take the word out there. I think if we can do that this year, we'll be in a good place.
0: And you said, yeah, yeah.
1: you said there were plans for another EP. <laughs> Is there a plan for another EP? I don't... Did I say that? Are you for you said that? No,
2: I think it's, a, I think it's, uh, we, we have another album.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. You'll we'll we'll, do we'll... We'll figure it out. There's some singles for sure. There are a few cool tracks that, are, that are in the works. We also want to try like some different types of songs. Um, uh, so Apoor, who couldn't join us today, um, was our uh, superstar co-producer and mix engineer and guitarist and everything. He wants to try like a different type of long distances song, like a slower shoegaze kind of thing, kind of like more in the vein of Bridge, which was the last song on the EP. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to try out different types of moods and stuff as well. And not just be like, a, we don't want to just like write another love song. Like uh, there's no point of doing that you know um so i think we're we're lucky because we can explore because we don't have a massive audience yet with expectations so that's the best time to like try things and, and also hone your craft you, you know
2: experiment yeah. and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah so i think where we have that luxury and uh, we should kind of like try things
0: and do you guys have any plans of you know like summer festivals and things like that maybe you the ones outside of India as well, because that's around the time when all sort of all the summer festivals happen ac- across like and showcase festivals and things like that happen in like we Europe, would love to be. America. Would love to be. Absolutely love
2: to. If y'all can figure a visa for me, I will be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all in good time. I think, uh, I think yeah. like we would love to, obviously, I don't think anyone would say no to that. Yeah. Um, Another thing we've been talking about is do we need management and stuff? But we're not there yet. We're completely, completely self-managed right now. Um, in fact, when we got up on stage in Lollapalooza, the I think it was like the state, not the stage manager, he was like the stage head. He was like, So who's your manager? And we're like, We're the manager. <laughs> like, this is our this are three or five of us are managing this monster right now. Um so yeah, I don't know. We need to figure shit out. There's still stuff to to do and we have time and i don't think we we also have to like balance it out with like our own expectations and just be like can we also just take our time and figure things out instead of being rushed into things um and i think that's important because yeah. if we do things fast also it can get a little stressful
0: and you um, don't want to burn out
1: exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And i think we've like, kept a decent pace so far it's still difficult because people have other things going on you know like so um i think we have to be very like cognizant of the fact that we need to pull back every now and then and then push in certain periods of time, you know. Um, but we've been lucky with getting offers for gigs and stuff. So I think as long as that's coming, we'll, we've, we've been doing those. We'll do a big festival just in that
0: time. Do you sort of go out with what one song from the EP should we, should we listen to?
1: Oh my God. Which is the
0: one that you think people absolutely need to hear if they were hearing one song from the EP?
1: Ah, huh. <laughs> I can't do this. I know what Arifa's gonna say because I know her favorite song. Okay. I mean, song, but I, I won't
2: I I share a favorite song. I would share what people should hear. It's not about me, it's about other people. My favorite song is not what it's like subjective. I know why I like that song. Your favorite song is a lot of the people's song favorite.
1: You, right?
2: Sorry? I'd What's like your to hear song?
1: song. Let her know what your favorite song is.
2: Oh, delicate. Oh, I
1: was gonna tell I was gonna say it. (laughs) Okay, I was right. what is my favorite song? I
2: think yours is skin to see.
1: Hmm.
2: Maybe Empire as well. Yeah. But I think love song is the song to hear because it or also skin to see, because those two are like they there's a lot happening. In those two songs,
1: that's like it's really minute. hard. It's really hard. I can't do it. I would maybe I would say, uh, I don't know, man. It's too hard. I can't do it. I just can't pick a song. If you ask me today, I would say, <laughs> if you ask Arifa today, she'd still say Delicate Surrender. So, but I feel like Love Song is like the song that everyone likes the most for some yes. reason because it's easy to connect with. It's a it's, good it's song. Good. It's that's a good song. It's a good, good, song. good song. It's a good song. Uh, um. What would say? Apoor would say Bridge because he's into Bridge right now. So we're all bridge like... Bridge is undif-
2: also a really good song. See, I said Delicate and Bridge because Bridge was... Delicate, I just love. Like, that's... that.
1: We the should do like a randomizer and just choose. Well, what would you pick? You Have you heard... You've heard the, like, you for the song. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, I think uh, Delicate Surrenders was the first one that I heard and that was the one that like really got me into the band for the first time. And yeah, that- I still... I think it still has a special place in my heart. I still like that one the best out of all the others. I think awesome. I've had a little less time to live, well, a month, or about a month, to live with the rest of the EP. But I think Definitely. Delicate Surrenders is my favorite one.
1: Awesome. That's a good choice. Arifa would be happy if <laughs> we lost her because she lost battery. <laughs> That's
0: so understandable. Yeah. yeah, I put the video call in everything.
1: But and yeah, I-, I, would, I would I would, support Delicate do it. Delicate was also the first song the three of us worked on together. So in some ways, there's something special about that song. And we love playing that song live. It's it sounds really nice live. So I think that's a nice one. Um, I mean, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's almost you know, 80s song. it is, it
0: was very much the one that felt to me like, okay, there's like there's a cure sort of thing happening over here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think like one of the things we talked about in terms of like influences. I remember having this conversation with Apoorv. Is that the the sound of eighties going into nineties was a really interesting time in music um, because you had this reaction to like hair metal and you know uh, but you still had some of the aesthetics of eighties um, indie and rock like you had the big snares you had like uh, you know chorus guitars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I feel like the so that was like a really interesting time, like that that cusp, and just happened for a little like a brief period of time, with the Pixies and stuff, um, and then you had Grunge, you know, which was which took it elsewhere. So I I think we really liked that period because it's like this period of transition that happened.
0: It it definitely has that blend of like a little bit of this and a little bit of that, which makes yeah. it a really interesting song, and it's very well produced.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah it's 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 definitely um it, and it's it's kind of different from some of the other songs production wise in some ways because it, it does lean a little heavier onto the 80s um but that's definitely a sound that we are not uh shying away from um i think that that 80s into 90s vibe is very much something that we love um and then it's like how do you twist it and bring make it a bit you know relevant to where you are now so i think there's always that but um, yeah we love it, we so. it into
0: the modern age for sure
1: yeah thank you yeah
0: okay so we'll go out with uh, Delicate Surrenders Long Distances uh, thanks thanks to both of you so much for coming on the show
1: thank you so much and uh, yeah it was a pleasure talking to you and thank you so much for supporting our music
0: and hopefully we'll hear from you really really soon
1: that would be yeah that would be amazing we'd love to be in touch
2: we're long distances and you're hearing us live on cfrc 101.9 fm in kingston canada